Good morning. Good to have you with us today. Uh, it is Mother's Day. And so in view of Mother's Day, which is boy, really kind of hard to celebrate in the way that we would like, it's still Mother's Day. And we want to give honor to all of the mothers out there who are watching this and just to praise them for their goodness, for their love, their compassion, their teaching and leading their children. One of the things that happened yesterday with us is that our granddaughter, Maddie, she had asked when things were gonna open up at Mima's house. So she's been kind of cooped up late due to this crisis that we're in. She wanted to get out here and see her grandmother. So we appreciate the love of our grandchildren and it is good to have them in our lives. Glad that they want to be with us. So we're so happy for that. And we know that we'll be able to see them uh, once things open up. So anyway, Mother's Day. There are a lot of quotes going around on the internet uh, celebrating Mother's Day. And rightfully so, because mothers do play an important part in the lives of their children. Uh, one has said that a good mother. A good Christian mother is the light of the world. She sheds, sheds a lot of light in the world and on her family as well, and is considered as a light to her family and others if she indeed lives by the love of and light of Christ. And so when mothers follow the gospel, follow Christ Jesus, they lead their children in his ways and teach him, teach them about him and what it means to have faith in him. Humorous story several years ago, I picked it up, I'm not certain exactly where, but there was a Sunday school presentation. Um, it was a time when, you know, how children are, they're nervous to be on stage, they don't necessarily have their lines memorized, and her little boy, it was time, and he just kind of froze. She was there on the front row, and she wanted to help him overcome his, his, forgetfulness, I guess, to say it in one way. Uh, she needed to stimulate his memory. And so she whispered what his line was. And it was from the Gospel of John, I am the light of the world. And so the child, now knowing what his lines were, he smiled and with great feeling and great enthusiasm, a loud voice, very clear and distinct, says, my mother is the light of the world. Well, we love our children and we love our grandchildren and we know that they appreciate their mothers. In First and Second Samuel, we read of a situation in the life of a husband and wife. Uh, she was childless. It was Hannah. And she was just really brokenhearted because she couldn't have children. Well, she prayed. And one day she was praying uh, and the prophet Eli was there. And he thought because she was silently praying to herself uh, that she had been drinking and was intoxicated. And she said she had made a vow to the Lord of hosts, First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11. She had made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, 
then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and a razor shall never come to his head. And so that was at that time that Eli thought that she was drunk, and she explained to him what was going on. And then verse 17, Eli said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, let your maid servant find favor in your sight. She went away, ate, and her face was no longer sad. Well, the Lord remembered Hannah. He remembered her prayer. He remembered her faithfulness, and she was blessed with a son. That son would become Samuel, and he would become a great prophet, a great judge in Israel. Uh, she took him when he was of age to Eli for his training and instruction. But you know, Hannah prayed for him daily. She was a godly mother and she loved her son and she loved the Lord and she wanted him to walk with the Lord all the days of his life. That's what a mother does. In first, in second Timothy, excuse me, chapter one and verse five, Saul, now Paul, uh, is writing to Timothy to encourage him and said, I am reminded of your, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So Timothy had the influence of two wonderful women in his life, his mother and his grandmother. And it's like Abraham Lincoln said, I remember my, remember my mother's prayers. They have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. I'm certain that Timothy remembered the prayers of his mother and the faith that they nurtured and brought him up in. In fact, Solomon said in chapter one of Proverbs in verse eight, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. A mother's teaching is so very important. Getting that respect and knowing that that her that her children know that they love her and she's going to do their best to take care of them and instruct them in the ways of God. In Ephesians chapter six, Paul has previously taught in chapter five about husband and wife relationship and how that emulates and is really a model of what Christ and the church is. Christ is the groom and the church is the bride of Christ. In chapter six, verses one through three, He writes, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Obey your parents. It's the right in the sight of the Lord. The law required that children honor their mother and father, both mother and father. So it was something to disrespect your parents. In fact, the law required of Israel that a child who disrespected his parents did not honor them was to be stoned. There's no record of that ever happening, uh, but that's what the law required. Mothers and fathers were not to exasperate their children. Children were to obey them, to teach them, and to lead them in the ways of God. In Proverbs chapter 10, Solomon wrote, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. 
Again, in chapter 13 and verse 24, he said, he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Discipline is not pleasant. It's one of those things that parents have to do. Children don't like it, but it's the way that they will learn to follow the rules that society will enjoin upon them. When they follow the rules of mother and father. Proverbs 22 Verse 15, folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it away. A rod of reprimand, a rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. We could go on and on. There's many passages in the scripture that deal with the relationship that a mother and her children are to have, that parents are to have with their children so that they teach them the right way. So they teach them love and mercy, compassion, teach them the love of God and emulate that relationship for them. And along that line, a mother never ceases being motherly. In 2 Samuel chapter 21, we have a mother. Her name is Rizpah. There was a famine in Israel for three years. It was because what Saul, King Saul did when he killed the Gibeonites. And so David went after the Gibeonites and seven children of Saul were given to them to hang before the Lord, to remove this curse. Rizpah, sadly, was one of the mother of those men. And after their death, she kept the birds away from their bodies. She was heartbroken to say the least, but she was going to honor her children and take care of them the only way that she could. Not only her son, but the sons of other mothers as well, keeping those birds away. A godly mother never ceases being motherly. In Mark chapter 10, again, this is one of my favorite passages of scripture. Mark chapter 10. Uh, Jesus has dealt with a young man who wanted to inherit eternal life. What must I do? And he said, keep the commandments. And I'm summarizing here for time. And he said, I've kept all these commandments from my youth. Do not murder, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your mother and father. I've kept all those commandments since I was young. Looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. Now, he was saddened at these words, went away grieving, for he was one that owned much property. He didn't want to count the cost, or he did, and he deemed it wasn't worth it. But he went away sad, and he didn't follow Jesus. The disciples were amazed. And then Peter said, in verse 28, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. Now, maybe Peter was doing a bit of a comparison. Uh, here is a rich man, has a great deal of, of stuff. He has a lot of possessions. And Jesus said, all you have to do is sell all that you have and give to the poor. Come follow me. You're on your way to the kingdom. You're on your way to submitting to the rule of God. But you have things getting in your way. And maybe Peter was thinking just a little bit braggadociously in verse 20. He says, we've left everything and followed you. Jesus says, Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age 
houses and brothers and sisters and mothers, children and farms, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Mark chapter 10, verses 28 through 31. You see, when one leaves this kingdom of the world for the kingdom of God, he may be abandoned by his family. And Jesus said that's part of counting the cost, but that God doesn't leave him or her alone. God will see that in his kingdom that he'll have a hundred times what he leaves in this life for the kingdom of heaven. Now, I never knew my grandmothers, but in the kingdom of God, in his church, I have been blessed with having many grandmothers. And my mother has passed, but I still have the benefit of those whom I've dealt with in various churches of being there who were like a mother figure to me. And I know my children experience that same thing as well. Because these people, these loving Christian women, go out of their way to see to it that we're prayed for, that we are questioned about how things are going. I remember one woman, she could have been a mother, she could have been a grandmother to me. Uh, she just kept encouraging me and my family as we were new Christians on attendance and living the way Christ would have us to live. So once a mother, there's always a mother, even if it's to someone else's children. And in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God here on earth, the church, that's what a mother is. They're there out there every day, behind the scenes, quietly praying. They're out there serving when service is needed. Abraham Lincoln said, I remember my mother's prayers. They have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. You know, that's the way a mother is. She prays for us when we're young. As we grow older, she continues to pray for us. She's there in our corner. When no one else is rooting for you, you can be pretty certain that your mother is. And if your mother isn't doing that in the kingdom of heaven, in God's church, there are mothers for you that will be. You may not know them and you may not see it on a daily basis, but just know that that's exactly what they're doing for, doing for you. Because in the kingdom, what we leave behind in this world, God has promised to give us a hundred times as much in his kingdom. So on this day, it's Mother's Day. It's a little bit different. You can still call your mother. And one of the great things that we have today, if your mother has a computer, has a tablet computer, a smartphone, you can reach out and video talk to them. Who would have thought that we'd have this kind of technology that would still enable us to be connected? It's one thing to talk on a phone, but it's another thing to see the face of your children, to see the face of your mother. So you give your mother a call. You give your grandmother a call if you're blessed to have her in your life as well. But you call them and let them know a your love for them and how much you appreciate them and all that they have done for you. I know that even though my mother has passed away, 
we'll be giving my wife's mother, Kathy, a call, her mother a call later today and wishing her a happy Mother's Day because it's Mother's Day. It's the right thing to do. But we do this not only on Mother's Day, we do it quite often. So rejoice in the fact that in God's kingdom, you have many, many mothers who are there praying for you, encouraging you so that you will be all that you can be in Christ Jesus. And so now I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're doing well in this current state of the pandemic that we have. I know here in Arizona, things are starting to open up. Tomorrow, more things will open up. I don't know exactly how that's going to look. But to my grandchildren, our house is open. So we hope to see you soon and just take care of yourselves. And most of all, know that we're praying for you. Now, you may have some needs that I'm not aware of. And this little brief lesson about Mother's and Mother's Day hasn't really touched some of the things that you may be dealing with. I want to know that you're okay. So if you caught this lesson from our internet webpage, go up to that contact button and send me an email. Give us a call because we want to serve you. We know that this pandemic is really causing a lot of difficulties. And we don't know exactly where you are, but we want to help. So whatever your need may be, we want to help if we can. We really would like to talk to you about Jesus and about his kingdom. If you have questions, send them to me. I'll be happy to enter an email chain and we'll talk about them. And just so that we can grow in the word of knowledge of God's word together. So if you have any needs, any issues that you'd like to talk about, let me know. I look forward to hearing from you really soon. As always, may God bless you richly, extend to you his peace and comfort during this time. We'll catch you next week.